The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So we'll get started in just a few minutes. If you want to open up the um, document that I put in the chat, or for those of you in the room, on page 26, this month we've been chanting uh, the five subjects for frequent recollection, or sometimes we call them the five remembrances. Feel free just to listen if you want. These come highly recommended from the Buddha, just something that we should bring to mind informally, formally, if you like that ritual of chanting them in the morning or before you go to bed. But otherwise, it's kind of an act of uh, grounding, sobering. Oh yeah, this is how it is. So let's take a look at the document and uh, chant along if you'd like the five remembrances. Settle into a comfortable posture for the meditation time. For those who are new to that chant, kama is the same as karma. So one, the last karma is Sanskrit, kama is Pali, two related ancient languages from the Indian subcontinent, related, you know, to the Indo-European languages. And it means action done with intention. When we think something, say something, do something with intention, we'll see that leaves an impression in the mind stream, on the sensitive heart. So we say, you know, now this heart 
this person who's here doing, relating, is the you know, the cumulative impressions that have been laid down by all these past intentional actions, thoughts, words, actions. So let's settle. Last week we reflected on that the real essence of being a skillful human being is this willingness to be vulnerable, this willingness to connect, or even to be exposed to the moment. So it's not exposure to our idea of who I am or what's going on, but in a more direct, immediate sense, this exposure to what's being felt, to what's moving here and now, even if it's subtle or even if it's ambiguous, uncertain, and the willingness to relax as best we can, soften, this willingness to let things move and reveal themselves internally, externally, in all ways. This willingness to put down this expectation of being in control, being the one who manages Nobody's telling us that this is always pleasant, this settling and opening and willingness to be exposed. It may not be pleasant at all. So we just do the best we can. And to whatever degree the body, the heart and mind doesn't seem capable of relaxing and opening, well, we relax and open to that, to that holding back or to that tension. Understanding that sometimes it's like this. The body, the heart and mind is armored or defensive. It's tight. And I care about how it feels right now. I care enough to be close and honest. I care enough not to add any unnecessary layers like self-judgment or self-hatred. That in any moment of our lives, it's possible to be relating to what's arising either more skillfully or more unskillfully. So that dynamic is always in play. And even if we catch ourselves relating in an unskillful, stressful, reactive way, realizing that, in a sense, breaks the heart open, allows wisdom to come in, Oh honey, this way of relating isn't really helping. 
It's just making things more tight, more bound up. And I don't even know what to do, but I care. I care enough to be close. I care enough to be real about what I'm feeling, what's moving here. Real enough about the confusion and uncertainty and just to explore the possibility of relaxing and allowing the moment to be the way it already is, not to be in conflict with reality. It doesn't mean we like it the way it is. It's just that we're learning this essential lesson of wisdom that it's always possible to begin to relate in a more skillful direction, more skillful way, with kindness, with humility, curiosity, and this willingness for the heart to remain, the mind to remain unfixed. We give up the need to be certain about this or that. We replace that need to be certain with this skill of being open and allowing and vulnerable in a sense of feeling whatever feeling is moving, not having to second guess it. Remember, we can always stabilize the present moment awareness by using one of the traditional meditation anchors, like feeling the sitting body, or feeling some of the touch points in the sitting body that are relatively neutral, in the sense that awareness can connect with the hands touching the thighs, for example, just feeling that simple contact, being intimate and being aware in a more continuous way of that simple touching of the hands on the thighs, just as an example. And in a way we relearn that it's trustworthy to be intimate, to be present, be undefended, to be allowing. So that's really the purpose of these meditation anchors, whether it's the mindfulness of breathing in and breathing out, mindfulness of the whole body, mindfulness of particular touch points in the body, awareness of hearing. So these traditional meditation anchors or to be taken up when the mind is having some doubts about its capacity to be present with whatever is predominant. So then we specifically choose to be intimate with something that's usually pretty neutral or even relatively pleasant, like breathing in and feeling that breath coming in 
Breathing out, feeling the sensations of breathing out. And just to discover again, oh yeah, the mind, the heart is capable of being open and intimate and tracking this natural process of breathing in and out. Everything else is there in the background or the periphery. And as we gain confidence, maybe several minutes in after a more exclusive attention to the meditation anchor, but perhaps after a number of minutes, wisdom begins to include the more and more of the totality of the present moment experience, less dependent on the exclusive attention to the meditation anchor. And the totality of our experience includes mental activity and mood and the attitude of the mind, whether it's skillful or unskillful, sounds, sensations, sights, even internal mental images. Everything belongs, just experience, being felt, being known. And the last comment to tune into during our sitting time this morning it's just that simple recognition that everything is moving. There's nothing static, there's nothing fixed, there's nothing certain, there's no idea, no belief that the mind can skillfully cling to or depend on. Does it mean that generating an idea or having a thought is bad? It just means even the most sublime thoughts, the most skillful thoughts, aren't worthy of clinging to. That's not really the point of having a wise thought. Let it go, let it arise, let it go. And instead, we're taking refuge in this capacity to be open to all this movement. Again, the movement of thought and emotion and sensation and sight and sound. The whole of this mental and bodily activity is like a big, wide, deep river, never ceasing, moving on and on and on. So we're learning to live in accordance, in harmony with all this unceasing movement, this activity of life. So we'll continue in silence now.
for the last couple minutes, appreciating how easy it is for the mind to become forgetful and attached, identified with thought, lost in thought. sometimes spun around by the thoughts and the attachment to the thoughts. But it's always possible to begin again and again. And in this way, we're learning to harmonize with the present moment, with all things, internal and external. Learning that we don't have to be in conflict with any feeling, any thought, any sound, any sight, any sensation. minutes or moments rather and stretch any way you need to. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.